Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 17. Man, we're getting up there. We're like a troubled teenager already. First of all, let's talk about the World Cup. Sorry to the non-soccer fans. We're just going to take a minute of your time here. For us footy lovers, though, this is like Christmas that comes every four years and stays for a month. And it's impossible to get any work done because there's three games on a day. And man, it's been so hard to predict so far. I know my World Cup pool is already blown to pieces. But it's just been so exciting, and I love what it does in the city. I mean, all the cultures come out, and everyone's all excited in the spirit of competition, but also in brotherly love. It's just really, really cool. Shoot me a tweet, uh, write on Facebook or on Instagram. Let me know who you guys are cheering for. Uh, let me know who you think's going to win. I I initially thought Germany was going to take this one, but uh, they haven't looked super convincing so far, Unlike uh, just as most of the top teams. Because Canada and Northern Ireland didn't qualify. Since I was a kid, I've been a, a fan of the Three Lions. Come on, England! I was a big David Beckham fan growing up. I loved Wayne Rooney. And now uh, I have to say I, I am liking Harry Kane. But you never know with England. It usually ends in, in heartbreak. And they haven't really been tested uh, so far. I've had Panama and, and Tunisia, but we've still got Belgium to come. And it looks like we'll be playing either, you know, like Colombia and maybe in the next round. So we got some challenges ahead. So excited to see how everything plays out. More to come. We'll talk about it soon. Some other really cool news. The Adamantium's got swag, baby. We're entering the merch game and uh, starting with some tees. So there is going to be t-shirts available soon on the website. But just to give you guys a heads up, there's going to be some giveaways. So go and join the mailing list. By being on the mailing list, you are automatically entered into a draw to win some free swag. Also, if you follow us on all three social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you'll also be entered to win a free t-shirt. So get on it. All right, let's get down to business. This episode, we've got Lee Kakati, lead singer and frontman of the band Pop Evil. Such a sick band. They're in town opening for Poison and Cheap Trick. It was such an awesome show, and Lee is such a cool, down-to-earth guy. He was showing me some pictures of his six-year-old kid hanging out with Ozzy Osbourne. He later brought out his son to sing with him on stage. Really, really down-to-earth guy. In fact, so much so that there's not even a proper intro to the podcast you'll hear when we start it. I just, we were just chatting as I was setting up, and I hit play as soon as I could because um, we were, I didn't want to miss anything. I wanted to share everything I could with you guys. Yeah, just a really cool dude in a wicked band. And and he was so excited to do the interview. It was really awesome. They actually had to to cut off our time. We ran out of time, uh, which was too bad. But uh, we'll just have to have him back again. So first off, uh, as we always do, here's five songs by Pop Evil recommended by The Adamantium. First of all, check out their latest single, Waking Lions, from their new self-titled album. Also check out, second song recommended is Footsteps. Third song is Take It All. Fourth is If Only For Now, and the fifth song is Torn To Pieces. Really excited to share this one with you guys. If you're listening on iTunes, please take a moment to review us and give us a rating. Be much appreciated. And yeah, check out Pop Evil. Check out the interview with Lee. Enjoy life. Enjoy the World Cup. This is episode 17 of the Adamantium Podcast.
Bob Dylan. They've all there's a there's a passageway from the stage underneath all the way to the uh, up front of the house, and they've all signed it. So we all signed the wall and stuff. It was cool. So we got a chance to do that that tour. But we do the Red Wax show, and um, Coverdale goes down with laryngitis or something. Really? So they go off the tour. So next thing you know, we're direct support for Priest. It's really? Nine. It's like our second yeah. year ever. You know, as like full time musicians. And when you tour with priests, don't matter who you are, unless you're some mega band, but right. like, you get booed right off the bat. It doesn't matter. Really? The, the boo, and then a priest, priest, yeah. priest, boo. And we would get standing ovations every night. Really? So, so it was a huge, like, yeah. huge win. Because, you know? I mean, you guys yeah. really do fit with, with the priest sound. We can play with I mean? whoever, man. Like, yeah. We can, we can get heavier. Well, we because, can, I mean, yeah. this is already... I. I'm running audio, by the way. Sure, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually one of the yeah. questions I have, because you yeah. guys kind of have this, like, mishmash. Yeah. Of styles, that's a mix of, yeah. you know, like these kind of softer mm -hmm. melodies with like the the hard rock Heavy. rhythms. Sure, and that's and the, so it kind of lets you to adapt to whoever yeah. you're playing with. Or, yeah, you know, and it's kind of that yin yang that effect that we that really is is something we're trying to push on this record, mm -hmm. you know, which is the that yin and yang is literally the blend between rock metal and alt music. Right, mu genres that still believe in live instrumentation. Right, we come right. from the Midwest, very similar, of course, here to Toronto. That we still believe in going up to that mom and pop guitar store buying the guitar learning how to play it yeah yo you play oh yeah you play let's start a band start a band in your mom's in your mom's basement right. you know and coming out with some songs and taking it to the big stage you know and that was kind of that Michigan well, mentality I was going to say one, yeah. like one thing I was really curious about because yeah. I, I grew up here sure. uh, I've lived my whole life here yep. I've been mm -hmm. Uh, absolutely, you know, spoiled with yep. shows. Every, I tell people I'm, you know, from outside yeah. of Toronto, I'm like, yeah. every single night of the week, I could see someone that you've heard of in wow. Toronto because there's just so many venues, so there's so many. many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So growing up in yeah. a place in Michigan, yeah. like, I, I used to date a girl that was from Battle Creek. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, we call it the butt crack, right? right. Yeah. BC, BC, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah. properties and stuff there, beautiful. but I yeah. remember I was like, there's, there's not, there's not a whole lot to not, do, you know? Not. Like, so, you know, how, someone trying to make a career as a musician yeah absolutely. what was the music scene like long shot right yeah, okay, right yeah. so, so <laughs> what, michigan like michigan in the 90s man was key because we had we had all the the bands coming too because the the way that um, the u.s especially you know as you look back throughout the years and the decades is all based on radio markets mm -hmm. so those small city markets grand rapids battle creek's too right. small but like too grand small, rapids yeah. is where i'm from there's what a hundred thousand in Detroit. Uh, no, there's a million. They're, they're, in Grand Rapids? Yep, yep, oh, yep. really? Okay. It's, it's, it's real big. It's the second biggest okay. city in, GR, in Michigan. Okay. But there's, there'd be Grand Rapids, Michigan, Saginaw. Um, those are th a Flint. So there's four yeah. juggernaut radio stations, right? So okay. when they route a tour, you go through those, those four, four cities. Because if you're radio... So we grew up with radio bands, right? Right. So we wouldn't necessarily get the Mastodon-type bands. We would, but right. they weren't hitting the main... The festival this, season or something. Right. Yeah. We would get those main radio bands that okay. would come through. I'm sure... Those so you kind got of how far fans. were you from one of those cities? Oh, I was in Grand Rapids. Oh, you were in so, Grand yep, Rapids. Yep. Okay, so, so we would have not quite as cool as Toronto by no means, but you'd get you'd get enough. You might not get the the um, you're not going to get the Poison Cheap Trick tour. Right. You're not going to get those mega. You're big getting bands. Red Hot Chili Peppers stuff like that. You no, know, like, we wouldn't get Chili no, Peppers. No, you wouldn't. They go to Detroit. Ah, uh, they're going to the major, major. They might city. come okay. now. We got an arena now, but in those days we didn't have the big arena. So you're going to go. Okay, to so the, so who who are some yeah. of the guys that you got to see growing well, up? Well, we would there. see like some of my favorite. You, Our Lady Peace. Oh, okay. Uh, one of my favorite bands. I've I've ever. done an interview with Love with him. Rain Meda. Like, super he's just cool, dude. Amazing. Yeah, those super were the chill. kind of bands, right? Yeah, those right. like alt 
uh, when, when it was radio was called uh, you know what was it uh, new rock or alt rock yes, you know yeah, yeah. alt rock which when was they didn't really know what alt rock was they didn't yes. know what it was <laughs> exactly right so we, you know it would be them uh, um, what, what was another it was Our Lady Peace it was uh, Marcy Pre- Playground Splendor, oh, yeah. Splendor. I'm getting some really bands. Real nineties. Yeah, there's still, a real nineties, yeah. Eve Six. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Of course, Fuel, Shine Down, Theory of a Dead Man. Those and, and it's funny when I think about the influence question I get asked. Yes, Poison Jeep Trick, Metallica. But the real influences for us and those were the bands that we could go see. Right. Something tangible that we would yeah. like see them at a show. They look just like you and me. I'm like, yeah. wow, that's what I remember one of my first uh Headline. One of my first opening spots for a headliner was with Fuel. Okay. And I remember hanging out with Brett at the time. Yeah. Scallions at the time. And I'm like, wow, this guy's just like me. And then, of course, he'd change into his garb and get all dialed in. He'd grab his mic and just turn into this rock star. I remember, like, seeing him backstage. He was playing Muskegon, Michigan, which was my hometown. Which were, okay. And, and I, we played this festival, which was my hometown summer festival. All my school peeps would go. And he was, like, jeans, T-shirt during the day. So, and, he, and then he transformed into this whole getup. And, and he'd be real quiet, chill. Yeah. And this was in the heyday of fuel. Right, right. right. You know, hemorrhage in my hands. Yeah. Also. Grabs him. Like, he's got his assistant, dude. I'll never forget it this day. He's got his assistant assistant holding his mic, grabs the mic, boom, ignites, turns into this like mean, angry rock star so dude. So could just turn it just, on. Just slay yeah. it, you know? And I remember being like, I want to be like that dude. That, yeah. That's how you do it. You know, he's up in every camera, up in the face, and yeah. he's just like, wow, you know? And So is that one, know, of like, one of the influences you took that from was, at the time? That was one of, that was a, it wasn't just about that being an influence, it was at a time when I was starting the band. Right. That those guys... Like it was like oh my god like I I can do this this can happen yeah and I remember we played two which was back in the day again one of my favorite old school classic rock bands was Boston oh yeah you know so we played with Boston this was Brad Delp era before yeah. he passed and I remember we played and we were becoming such big fish in the small pond term right. which I never and I always hear that term you need to be that big fish in in a small pond I'm like how am I ever gonna be big anywhere you know but this was now the years were starting to add up we started to become that big local band yeah. that everyone knew about and we were making a buzz. And we had this, I think it was a show festival, maybe 15,000 people. I swear, maybe 5,000 were there for right. us. It was crazy. So they were screaming encore. You don't ever get an encore when you're an opening right. band ever, yeah. you know. But they, Brad and the whole Boston said, let them go, play again. So we literally played a three or four song encore. Really? And Brad's there asking me for yeah, my autograph. Yeah, and if autograph. you do, it's usually yeah. one song, you know. One like, song. Get on off. And yeah, I'll never forget it. Awesome, He's like man. asking me for my autograph at the time. This would have been 2003, you know-ish. And yeah. I'm like... I need your autograph. Yeah. I, I want your, you know what I mean? It was yeah. just so cool to just have them. But that's the kind of, again, just like Brett and Cheap Trick, they're just so supportive. It yeah. just showed me that Brett, he could care less about the autograph as much as he just wanted to be, help that next right. generation and give them something to believe well, in. Well, when was, I think about bands like, yeah. like Today Poison and Cheap Trick, you know, yeah. they, they probably so much appreciate bands like yourself because sure. with the, you know, there's not a, there's not as many rock bands anymore. You know what I mean? Right. And right. you know, I, I had did an interview with with a, a local Toronto reggae artist, and he was sure. saying, "Man, rock is dead now." And I'm like, "Rock's not dead. If right. you know where you're going, rock's you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you listen to rock, you know yeah. rock's not dead. There's yeah. thousands of amazing bands these days. For sure. But you know, bands like Poison and stuff, they yeah. they're probably so supportive. Yeah. that people want to make music like they made music you yeah. know what I mean they don't want to make it, 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 you're exactly right man and bubbly, they, you know, they see and the cool thing that you see you're exactly right but the thing that I think is interesting too is they see themselves in us right when there's right, still like a, a purity and excitement for 
the unknown. Right. Like, you don't know. It's not like it was for them when, you know, hey, they make one big record and they can right. have a career on it. I mean, look what the cat dragged down. I mean, look at that record. Yeah, of I course. Mean, yeah. To this day, it's relevant 35 yeah. years later. Uh, it's now still headlining 20,000 people. Still headlining. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> you know, and, 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 you think about new bands like we've had five number ones like maybe 15 top tens yeah. we're still climbing it's taken five albums just to get there and we're still not known yes. to some so it's, it's like it shows it's the a different grind. It's yeah a different it's a different animal. well it's a different industry than it different used to be industry. of course it is but i think they see that and and they see the hard work and the growth and just like well and they appreciate that you guys are up there getting sweaty yeah. playing instruments 100%. you know you're not auto-tuning anything you're not you know 100%. it's you know there's something, old school way of doing things exactly and there's something cool about uh, saving the roots and and yes. what is you know raw rock and roll that is basically us grinding yeah. you know and doing it the hard way and the old fashioned way that, that that's hard work. So what? Let me ask you what it's like because I'm sure you grew up on bands like Poison, yeah, like bands we've mentioned so many times already. Poison, Cheap Trick, Judas yeah. Priest. Yeah. What's you know and they. What's it like? These yeah. guys are probably, you know, people you looked up to as a kid. What's it like playing with them now? Yeah, dude, it's it's um it's pretty. Again, I think that the business, the 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 first answer is the business is so fast paced, move that you really don't think about it. Yeah. Until you get those moments, whether it's you Can or a friend that. or a family member that's like, dude, you realize you're up there with Brett Rob like Helford, every night or Rob like Helfer. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I was at a place with Rob and 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 it was it was well, I think it was like the AP Awards there in Cleveland, Ohio once and Rob is there and everyone's freaking out over Rob and I'm like, well, I'm just going to go say hey to him. I mean, yeah. see, and I'm like, Rob, and he's like, Lee! I mean, he remembered me from the tour back in 09. I right. mean, this was probably a couple of years back in 2015 yeah. or so. So it's like, He's he's one of the nicest people. You yeah, know, I've heard that seeing, actually. Seeing how he'd always, I, I remember too. What was my Rob story? He, he we hadn't played with him. We played in Detroit. We're from Michigan, obviously. Yeah. So we played Detroit. We're big and we're playing with Priest. And Priest normally and Rob, they always get there a little bit later. At least they did on the tour in yeah. '09. He was there early, talk, congratulating us on the song that we had on the charts at the time. Yeah, yeah. I forget what one. He, which he was paying attention to the charts, which I thought was very yeah. very interesting. And he's there watching me side stage, and I look over stage right, and he's pointing right at me like this. <laughs> I give him a point back, you know. And it's just, it's just, it's 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 like your famous like uncle that's like giving you a blessing. You yeah, know? it's just super cool. And you know, we're obviously we're a bigger band now, and we're, and we're obviously more mature in what we're doing. And we've aged in, in a way yeah. kind of well that it, we're even closer to the Cheap Trick and the Poison Crew. You know, I mean, it's right. just, we're not as. I mean, we were young when we toured with Priest, so we were probably more afraid to like right. try to get, get in their in, way right. and not piss them off. But now we're 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 at a little bit more of the same level where we're, we're not afraid to just be cool with those guys and yeah. kick it and ask questions and you know, hey, what do you think? And they're not afraid to come out and watch us and right. break our balls, whatever needs to be done. You know, and uh, they're just. It's it's yeah, but the, the fan side of you, you, you pinch yourself and go, man, like kidney cheap trick poison is crazy. Yeah, you know, like this is insane to think that, you know, even in the last interview I did, just that Poison or Brett Michaels would even know what my band name is, right. let alone you know have me. Let alone hanging out with them. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll int- yeah. like officially introduce the podcast yeah. here yeah, because we kind of skipped that a little bit. Yeah. We're here with Lee from Pop Evil. Congratulations for one on the new album, dude! Thank you. It's so awesome. Much. It's thank awesome. You. Really, I, about it. I love the last album a lot, but I have to listen to this one a few more times. Yeah. But already, I'm liking it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're real proud of it. We wanted to really push the boundaries, have the music be uh, a bit more raw. Um, obviously, the guitar tones we're stoked about, but but it evolves. Like yeah. you think about like where life is, 
you know, we're not angry people. So, you know, we want the heavy to be respected, you know, and to not shy away mm-hmm. from, I mean, there's a lot of kids. Oh, Waking Lions are in the singles, the heavy songs. We, we, we come after it right from the beginning. Yeah. You get Lions, you get X Machina, you get songs like that. But then we, you'll notice that trying to create people to be inspired to be more united rather than divided, right. you know, from the get go. And I think that, you know, you look at where America is and where, where we are, you know, as, as, as human beings, it's important to remember that it's our differences that make us great yeah. and that make us more interested in wanting to travel and wanting to be interested about, uh, being, being friends with people, being in love with someone, you know, it's just, it's, it's, we can't do anything in life without other people. So it's important to, you know, not be so arrogant with uh, you know selfishness and consumed with where we are as people that and we have an obligation we feel now more than ever as musicians to you know to create a positive message out there you know rather than just talk about shot 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 right you know it's like and don't get me wrong there's always a time and a place for that a certain song but for rock bands you think about the soul timeless songs Mm -hmm. Fleetwood Mac Boston Cheap Mm -hmm. Trick Poison uh, even Shine Down you know uh, Theory of a Dead Man uh, some of the more current ones that we've toured with and again I I'm trying to keep it very radio band wise because we're a radio band. Right. So, you know, and radio band gets bad rap. We're proud of it. You know, I mean, I think <laughs> that, but I think that like where radio is, I, and it's not just that we're proud of radio from music. Me, radio to me represents small town communities. Right. Yeah. Growing up in in, in Midwest America. Yeah. It was it was radio that you know small town mama pop stores could advertise mm-hmm. create opportunities for their kids the schools great place to go advertise dreams right. hopes yep. aspirations for small towns so it was those situations why i love radio that it represents community man mm-hmm. and people coming together being united right yep. so uh, radio doesn't just mean music music's a small part of radio to me but being able to be on the radio is something that i think people take you just mentioned oh what was it like to have brett you know, and be and cheap trick, know the band or those moments. Yes. But what about what it was like to hear your song first on the on radio? The radio yeah. When you were that local band and you of got course. that, yeah. you got that crappy time slot at 10 p.m. on a Sunday night, right, but right. you didn't care because you yeah. called everyone you knew. Check out my song on radio. Like, radio represents like that first wave of accomplishing your dream as a musician. Of course. When you can first hear it and you know that like, wow, this is a big moment. That's and a your song moment. sounds so much better when it's on the radio, doesn't Always it? Always does. Yeah. <laughs> no, but at the same time, nowadays, it doesn't even feel like our song when you hear it on the radio. You're like, wow, this is someone, oh, that's our song. <laughs> I've been burnt many times. I'm like, what does that song sound familiar? They're yeah. like, Lee, that's your song. I'm like, oh yeah, because I never listen to them after <laughs> right. anymore. You know, right. I play them for a living, so I don't go home and, and listen to our out. songs, you know? Like we go home and I'm trying to write new ones. So right. yeah, so there's interesting. Feedback. Of course, and and you mentioned yeah because I notice I notice lions and like a crime to remember yeah. they very much have that theme of empowerment <coughs> and um, is was that was that uh, intended to be a theme of the album? Yeah, I mean I think it happened naturally. I just think we're you know we're we're um, the world is at obviously we're pr- uh, growing up in the states. Um, there's a lot of interesting things going on without trying to be political about it. I think it was more a social album. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. There's political themes, sure, maybe, but again, we're not trying to swing somebody right or left. We're just saying, look, we're we're people that are dealing with these issues off the stage. You know, right. I'm a minority frontman in a rock scene. You know, it's like I'm not going to shy away from those things. You know, well, it can help inspire other people that look like me. That and that was my thing. Sorry, and I didn't rub. No, when no. I was when I was growing up, I didn't look like Robert Plant. I didn't look like Tupac. You know what I mean? Uh, where where does the brown mixed Indian kid come in? Right. You know, but. 
you know, thanks to guys like Eminem and Kid Rock, they gave me the confidence growing up in Michigan that I could just be me, you know, and right, I'm going to yeah. do a little bit of rap here, I'm going to do a little bit of rock and figure out what my identity is. And I mean, you the know? world's adapting that way, it's too. It's adapting, it you know, and I think you'll see and that on this record, you know, I mean, that I'm not afraid to, look, if I need to spit a 16 on this 8 bar or, or a 16 bar, or I, I, need to, I need to drop a melody or an aggressive hook here, I'm not afraid to try those things that I might not have done on previous right. albums. You know? and, and that was actually one of the things I want to ask, because you guys also, with, with this album, introduced a new drummer right that's a female right and uh, you know that kind of goes along with yeah. the whole empowerment theme as well I mean you're yeah. starting to see more chicks and bands yeah. and it's, it's phenomenal yeah. I mean you got Nita Strauss now playing with Alice Cooper and yeah. stuff like that do you think that that's gonna you think we're gonna start seeing a lot more I hope so. girls hopefully, and bands hopefully and, our band will be a big influence in it as well I mean Haley's not only just a great drummer that's a female she's just a great drummer in general I mean, right she's been yeah. playing drums her meter is so spot on she's been playing since she was a little girl her dad was a bass player her brother was a drummer i mean it's just been infused in her bloodline mm -hmm. since she was a little girl so being able to have someone that can actually play and create a pocket that yeah. a singer can weave in and out of it's just made our old catalog sound that much better you right. know when you hear the live show tonight it's just she's incredible yeah to i'm excited to, to she's but, but we always said that you know we've had a couple great drummers in the past that were great for 500 and less they're great to watch but but when you start playing the bigger places with you know 5,000 plus people or more yeah they can't always see the drummer but you can hear it right you know when you can hear the sound the song sonically really get that pulse or they got that vibe to them and you're moving that's when you know you got something special and yeah. it doesn't matter if you're a radio band an indie band it just it's a good song it's a good song right yeah. right and just to, to wrap up here because yeah. the tone yeah, so yeah right, hurry up. right right just a good uh, wrap-up question. Yep. After you know, after this tour with Poison, yep. probably during the festival season. Right. What what's the next goal for Pop Evil? Uh, Non-stop touring. You know, I okay. mean, we're gonna try to get over to. Um, you know, I know we're doing something new now in Mexico City, which is huge. Another yeah. country there. We're gonna do a festival over there for the first time. Get into South America would be great if we can get into a little bit more of that as well. Um, then um, hopefully we can get uh, possibly a, maybe a run here in Europe would be great. Okay. In many countries as we can. Um, and then, uh, of course, finish the end of the year with a Canadian run, okay. which would be huge. Awesome. So headlining shows. That would be great. Club shows, I mean, I yeah. always would rather headline because then course. we can play longer. And of that. course. But um, we'll see. You know, I mean, that's that's the, the definite plan is to get back here to Canada before the end of the year. All right. So hopefully we'll wrap it on that yes. note then. We'll see yes, you back in Canada in a few months. Great. All right, man, Lee, thanks for Dude, doing thanks this. thanks for man. the great interview, man. Absolutely. Always. You're, you're awesome. Thanks. And we'll see you tonight. Can't wait Have for you to hear it, man. I can't wait for you to hear it. Adamantium.